everyone, and welcome here into episode number 10 of the Take What Serves, Leave the Rest podcast. My name is Brian Pyatz, and I am your host, and always, always so grateful that you are taking some time to, to listen and to tap in to, to this, this podcast community. Um, and, and this episode, our, our first one of the year 2022. And so I hope however you spent your, your holidays, your, your New Year's, um, I, hope that, I hope that you're just being really gentle with yourself, I think is what it comes down to. Because, you know, we've talked about it on, on previous episodes. There can be so much pressure this time of the year. <laughs> you know, start, get started on those New Year's resolutions. And this isn't going to be the year that everything changes. And, you know, all the, all the things that we kind of get blasted with this time of the year. And, and I'll be vulnerable for a moment and say that I've been feeling kind of down the, the last couple of weeks. And so, you know, I, it's been a real, real process of being gentle with myself throughout that. I would imagine I'm not the only one out there that might be experiencing that. And so, um, you know, wherever you're at, whatever you have going on, uh, I just hope that you're being really, really gentle with yourself as we listen to a a siren outside of my, my window right now. Hopefully that's not a, a sign of things to come for the for the year 2022. Um, so on this episode, we are going to dive further into my conversation with Chrissy Hodges around the topic of intrusive thoughts that come along with OCD, with obsessive compulsive disorder for, for many people who struggle with it. Um, If you have not had a chance to listen to my previous episode, we go further into Chrissy's story. She is really open, very real about the journey that she has been on. So I would encourage you to go ahead and listen to that if you have not already. Um, In in this episode, you know, she, she had so many great things that we talked about in our conversation. And I felt like I needed to do a part two here to really get into, um, I'd say kind of the the nitty gritty of intrusive thoughts related to obsessive compulsive disorder. Because you've heard me say it before, we do not talk about this stuff enough. And there is a lot there are a lot of people out there that are are struggling with intrusive thoughts, causing an immense amount of shame, an immense amount of anxiety and distress. And, and for a lot of people, there really aren't any outlets to, to hear other people kind of reflecting back to them what they're going through. Um, and so, so that's what we're going to try to do here today. Um, I want to just briefly kind of set the stage once again and give you some context um, to explain to you what I mean when I say intrusive thoughts related to, to OCD. Um, how I always describe it is that people, we all have intrusive thoughts. We all have thoughts every single day that are 
all over the board, filled with so many different things, just thoughts that come into our mind all over the place. Somebody who who does not tend to struggle with OCD um, will have the thought, and the thought will kind of come in, and there might be a moment of like, oh, that was kind of a weird thought. Um, But then they're kind of able to allow that thought to pass through, move on with their day. It doesn't really cause too much distress. For somebody who struggles with OCD, generally, that thought will pop in, and instead of just passing through, it it gets kind of stuck. It's like we have a sticky brain. That thought goes around and around and around, and we're ruminating on the thought. We're trying to figure out the thought. We're trying to you know, what does this thought say about who I am? This must mean that I'm a really bad person. And it really just takes on this life of its own um, that can be extremely, extremely exhausting and debilitating in in, in many cases. Um, I, I want to just give you a heads up that um, if I'm being honest, that this, this episode feels really vulnerable just to put some of this stuff out there because the, the, the things that we talk about in this episode um, are a little intense and there's some words and there's some things that are going to come up that, um, for those of you who are really new to these conversations around OCD and intrusive thoughts, it might be like, whoa, like, what are we talking about here? And, and, and I just want to give you a heads up on that. And I want to let you know that the reason we're having these conversations, um, it, it kind of goes back to what I already mentioned that, there are way too many people experiencing this and suffering with intrusive thoughts alone because they feel like there is something wrong with them and that they're the only one that are experiencing them. And so conversations where we get really real and really open um, are so, so important to reach people out there and let them know that they are not alone. So that's really the intention behind this episode here today. Chrissy Hodges is a mental health advocate. She is a public speaker around obsessive compulsive disorder. She is a peer support specialist. So she works one-on-one with people that are going through treatment for OCD Um, She is the founder of OCD Peers and also OCD Game Changers, two beautiful resources to check out if this resonates for you. And she is also the author of the book Pure O, The Invisible Side of Obsessive Compulsive Disorder. And we're going to start this episode by by talking about and, and going deeper into what are intrusive thoughts. And so to to kind of tee this up. I found a, a description of intrusive thoughts on the website for an organization called Made of Millions, which is fantastic. Look them up if you have not. They are a beautiful resource for mental health, and, and they do a lot of work around intrusive thoughts and OCD. But they describe intrusive thoughts as unwanted and distressing ideas that feel contrary to a person's nature, and they often cause intense anxiety and stress. Once once they show up and you don't want them there anymore, there's no backing down. And yeah. the with OCD, the creativity of getting you stuck is you know, 
your brain is going to produce thoughts until you hook on one and go and and you you go wait a minute what why would i have that thought wait what these are thoughts that every single human being on the planet has everybody has intrusive thoughts and if people say they don't they're lying like every person has intrusive thoughts we typically the people that i see get stuck on violent sexual religious things that you know that and a majority of them are going to be taboo. When we say yep. taboo, what I mean is, and this is important to understand. What I mean is a thought you would tell someone and they would go, Ugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So, you know, thoughts that are just not going to come up in everyday conversation. Now, those intrusive thoughts can be different and look different for, for everyone, really. But there, there are some common thoughts some common ones that many people who struggle with OCD get very hooked on. Am I a pedophile? Um, am I a murderer? Am I going to snap and kill my family? Am I um, am I attracted to a family member? So incest is really uh, common. Bestiality is common. Um, so any sort of and then and then we could just get in the nitty gritty. Then yeah. you know we've got necrophilia. We've got <laughs> You know, yeah. like, and, and a lot of it revolves around the harm piece. The problem here, too, is that once once you have one of these disturbing thoughts, so let's say, like, if it's a sexual or violent intrusive thought about a family member, you know, mm-hmm. you can't unthink it. And you, and, and you don't, the thought doesn't even matter anymore. You're now chasing after the why. Yeah. Why did I have that thought in the first place? I mean, the why is because your brain has all kinds of fucked up thoughts. But we can't grasp that, right? Because our amygdala gets activated when we have these thoughts and we go into fight, flight, or freeze because our behavior is compulsive and compulsions tell your amygdala we're in danger. So if someone has the fear of of turning into a pedophile, which is probably the most common that I see next to sexual orientation OCD, is the moment you have a thought, which could be anything. I have my niece sitting on my lap And all of a sudden I just had this intrusive thought about her vagina being like right on my leg. And why did I think about that? What does that mean? Or I'm holding a baby and why is my hand on its butt when you Uh should be holding the baby's butt? Cause you don't want it to fall. Right. Or a a new parent having to change their child and worrying they're molesting their child while they're doing it. Um, So once you have these thoughts, you then go into the, why did I have the thoughts and what does that mean about me? And then you can start to have bodily reactions to that. So you start monitoring what your body's doing. So again, with the niece, if I have, you know, a niece or a nephew bouncing on my knee, my thought then goes to, oh my God, am I aroused by this? You know, which being aroused by that would be the worst possible thing your brain could ever, you know, fathom. But I'm sorry, the moment you start putting emphasis on your crotch, your crotch is going to move. All right, my friends. So this here is the part of the conversation that, if we're just being honest, uh, it can get a little bit awkward, but but we're going to lean into it anyway, because as I said at the top of the episode, it is so important to have these conversations, to reach people who are struggling silently, and oftentimes absolutely engulfed in, in shame. So we're going to talk about something called the groinal response. 
Chrissy has been very, very open about discussing it in her work, in her advocacy, and it's so important to note that it is a very common thing for people who struggle with OCD, particularly sexual intrusive thoughts. Um, it's so common that, that our minds become fixated on this. We have sexual intrusive thoughts. It is often accompanied by the groinal. And what this is, is the compulsive act of monitoring your, any sort of erogenous area of your body to see if any movement is happening. And I'm going to tell you something. If you focus long enough on your vagina, something's going to happen down there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and then you're freaking out because that's the proof, right? So with violent intrusive thoughts, people focus on urges, so they focus on, oh my God, like what if I, you know, I'm, I'm in the kitchen and my husband walks in and, oh my God, there's a knife. What if I just snapped and grabbed that knife and, and murdered him? And you may even have this bloody scene in your mind and you're terrified and you're anxious, but you don't want to tell him because you don't want him to think you're a murderer because you're not going to do it. But then the next thing you know, you feel like, oh my God, my hand's moving toward the knife. Is it moving toward the knife? So that's the physical manifestation of that. People can get the groinal too yeah. to intrusive thought or just um, violent intrusive violent. thoughts too, which is horrible. Um, so your whole world becomes encompassed in almost this like OCD fantasy land. And I don't mean yeah. fantasy as a good thing. I mean, as a nightmare because you're experiencing something that's not real. I, I want to talk about treatment here on this this episode. So when it comes to treatment for OCD, exposure and response prevention is is considered the the gold standard treatment. It's considered what is what is necessary to help people living with OCD. Um, again, I am not a therapist. I, I do not pretend to be one. Um, so so I, I obviously cannot talk about it from a therapist perspective. I can talk about it from the perspective of somebody who has gone through ERP treatment. Um, and and I, I tend to describe it to people as we're, we're exposing ourselves to whatever it is that's causing us anxiety. So kind of inviting in that anxious response and then working on eliminating and minimizing the compulsions around that. So the things that we're doing to to get that anxiety to go away we're trying to eliminate those things and instead we're sitting with the anxiety we're sitting with the uncertainty and kind of resisting that urge to to dive in and and figure it out and get to the bottom of these thoughts Um, it is very very important to do your research when you're looking for a therapist and you want to make sure that any therapist that you work with has experience with exposure and response prevention, or as we often refer to it, ERP. Yes. And it's okay to ask a therapist who says they treat OCD because lots of therapists say they treat OCD and they don't. Mm. Um, I mean, they think they're, they're doing it and they think that they're using the correct modalities, but they're not. It's okay to ask them, do you use exposure response prevention? And if they say no, don't see them. Don't waste your money. Don't waste your time Mm -hmm. because they don't know Mm -hmm. how to treat it. Because other modalities can be used alongside ERP. But if they're not looking to use that as the main one or in some sort of incorporation um, to be able to have you, um, you know, uh, 
expose yourself to the things you're afraid of in order to prevent the response, meaning stop the compulsions, it's yeah. not going to be long-term treatment. Yeah. For, for people who are listening, who are perhaps struggling or have resonated with, with things that, that you've talked about in this episode, what do you want them to hear? I mean, just in general, there is no thought and I know what you're thinking. You're listening to me and you're going, oh my gosh, this resonates, but I'm the one person that doesn't have OCD. Come on now. That's also an intrusive thought. Everybody thinks they're the one person that doesn't have OCD. Everybody thinks my thoughts are different. My groinals are different. <laughs> my urges are different. They're not. And and I can't, there's not, not enough I can say or Brian can say or any therapist or anything. No one can say enough to make you believe that. And that is the crux of OCD is there's no degree of logic that can ever make you believe anything about OCD. You just have to trust your behaviors, which we don't often do. We, we trust logic and people with OCD typically can't, but you can trust your behaviors. You can trust that if I'm avoiding it's OCD, you can trust if I'm ruminating it's OCD. And that's, that's, it's like the worst direction you could give someone because no one understands that. But when you have OCD and you start to see the pattern, um, you start to believe behaviorally, wow, this really is a thing. So what advice I would give is when you fall into that, I don't know if I have OCD, monitor your behavior. Trust that if you're ruminating, it's possible it's OCD. You don't have to do it for reassurance. But that's your way of just going, okay, I recognize the behavior. Now what do I do? And also find your community. Find people that have this and that aren't going to shame you. And if you have a support system that shames you, don't talk to them anymore and find a new one. Half the battle is people around you that believe you and validate your experience. And there are a lot of people having that experience. I did a little bit of research. I wanted to come up with some numbers as far as how many people are struggling with OCD right now. Um, and and what, I, what I found was from the International OCD Foundation, and, and they say on their website that two to three million adults in the U.S. have OCD, and at least one in 200 kids and teens have OCD as well. Kind of to piggyback what you said earlier, I know a lot of what I'm talking about is jarring. If, you, if you've never heard of this before, and you may even not believe me, and I don't care if you do or, or not, but <laughs> um, just know that you probably know someone who's struggling with what we're talking about today. And they're not telling you, and you would never know. And um, even just having conversations about taboo, you know, or tr intrusive thoughts in general or whatever, just talking openly about some of this stuff, you may, you, again, you may never know, maybe it's your children, maybe it's your mom or dad, you know, hey, I heard this podcast and this girl was talking about all this weird stuff and maybe she's a freak, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. you have no idea. Someone might be like, oh my God, what? Because I think about that every single day and they might go get help. Yeah. It's, you know, so if, and, and I get this question all the time, ouch, my dog keeps biting me. I get this question all the time. How do I talk to my kids about this? What if my kids have this? 
how do you talk to them about it? Go talk to them about it. Say, mm. if you have thoughts that scare you about being, you know, about your sexuality, about, you know, if you're going to hurt your pet or something, because that always comes up for little kids a lot. Or fear of vomit, fear of parents dying. You know, talk to them about relatable stuff. And as they get older, talk to them about the complex stuff. Mm. Fear that I might hurt someone. Fear that I might, you know, molest someone. Fear that they may be attracted to their parents. Talk to them. That I mean, it, it is okay. You are not going to lead them to have intrusive thoughts or lead them to be a deviant. What you're doing is educating them and showing them you are safe no matter what is in their brain. And you could potentially save them a lot of distress by just saying, I'm open and I'll believe you. So once again, a, a big thank you to, to Chrissy for, for coming on the podcast. I would encourage you to, to look her up online. So she is on Instagram. Pure O Chrissy is her handle on Instagram. Uh, another great resource to, to learn more about, about Chrissy and, and really just a lot about OCD is through her, her YouTube page. So I would encourage you to look for her, Chrissy Hodges, on YouTube. She has a ton of videos out there where she goes very in-depth, has very open, real conversations about, about OCD and, and intrusive thoughts. So just immensely grateful for Chrissy. She was so huge in, in my journey of kind of understanding my struggles with OCD. Her book... Um, pure OCD, the invisible side of obsessive compulsive disorder was, was really what actually ended up kind of prompting me to, to get treatment for OCD. So, um, so grateful to her and, and appreciate her making time to, to come on here and have this conversation. I have done my best in, in this episode and in the, the previous episode that we put out with Chrissy to just share some information and, and, and open up the conversation around OCD and, and intrusive thoughts. Um, and, and I cannot for two seconds try to pretend that I know what, what your story is out there, um, you know, if this is resonating. And, and I know that OCD can show up in many, many, many different ways. Um, but what I what I've really tried to stay attached to and, and kind of my why behind putting these episodes out was to hopefully just let you know and let anyone out there know that if, if, if you are feeling consumed and you're feeling very overwhelmed and kind of in the depths of the ruminating and the trying to figure out the thoughts and, and just questioning kind of who you are at the core, which is what a lot of these things can lead us to do. Um, it can become very, very debilitating. I hope that, that for just a moment, you can recognize that you are not your thoughts. And you are not the sensations that are coming up in your body. And, and you are not the, the scary stories that your mind might be trying to convince you of. Um, and that there is a lot of hope. And then there's a lot of t 
tools out there and there's there's beautiful communities of people that are are maneuvering these things every single day when they when they wake up in the morning and that's what i hope that that these episodes can hopefully do for at least one person out there remind you that there is nothing wrong with you and that you are not alone I want to send a lot of love out there to to each and every one of you who tuned in. And as always, as always with this this podcast, I encourage you to take what serves you from this conversation and go ahead and leave the rest. We will talk soon. and, And in the meantime, be really, really gentle with yourself out there.